0: Peter, Fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get going on this. I'm going to double check my feed right over here. Make sure I've got what I need to have. Because, you know, handy dandy production team of me and all of my stuff. Cool. Got comments right there. I can see good clips and all of my stuff make sure it's muted fantastical all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to faith and fandom friday feedback because you know it i love alliteration um this is going to be the online news segment of faith and fandom just discussing what's going on um because everything doesn't always have to be me trying to make a bible study of things sometimes just like to talk about what's going on and uh share with you where the world is and see how your world is i do have facebook live up so i can see comments uh or respond to questions if you are listening to this on the podcast channel um you can always message me later email for comments and if you're watching the later version of this up on youtube um It'll be there as well, but good morning. Welcome. It is Friday, December 22nd. Merry Christmas, by the way. And, uh, let's go ahead and jump into some news of this past week. Um, this is my news cue card. Uh, I have to say that one of the biggest news things of the week, obviously is the outcome of the Jonathan majors trial. And, uh, while it is not a pleasant or necessarily encouraging subject, it is something that happened. It is news. And uh, I'm going to discuss it without being overly negative or condemning because we don't need that anyway. But uh, Jonathan Majors was found guilty on two counts of reckless assault in the third degree and harassment. Um Back in March, uh, there was an altercation, and it's lasted from March until now uh, for this to be brought to trial. And uh, you could watch some of the trial or watch trial coverage, which I have been doing just because I'm interested in things like that. And uh, I will, let's just point, I just want to point out the fact that he was found guilty on two counts of the four counts he was charged with. And when you're dealing with something like this is does it really matter if you're only found on two guilty versus four? And I'd say yes. Um does doesn't make the two that he was found guilty of any less uh discouraging or saddening or upsetting. But uh he was found innocent on two counts and I don't know about you but I feel like on the uh, days when I'm being judged, and the days when I'm at my lowest points, I would like to I would like to keep track of the the small wins, even if they aren't going to change the outcome. So, uh, he was found guilty on those two accounts, uh, which does place him up to the possibility of one year in jail. Whether or not he'll serve any jail time is yet to be determined. Sentencing is going to take place on February 6th. And with that, uh, we'll see what the sentencing will be. Um, Jonathan was accompanied to court each day, um, or most days that I saw, by his girlfriend, Megan Good, who, if you aren't familiar, played uh the adult version of the young lady in Shazam. She also did lots of other things, but that's where I know her from. Um, His current girlfriend accompanied him, and they made note in the uh, trial coverage and everything that each day Jonathan brought his signature cup, which there's a whole story with that, and uh, he brought his Bible with him to court every day. Now, the fact that he was found guilty... uh, doesn't change the fact that I'm sure he wishes that things were different in the circumstances and I'm in no way, shape or form uh, looking leniently on any kind of situation like this, but you could tell that, you know, there's stuff, but I don't believe he actually took the stand in these areas, but that happened, which does leave us with how this does play out in the nerdy news. Um, Because it's that deal of, when your legacy starts to fall apart around you how it affects everything else so being the fact that a lot of jonathan's previous roles have been action-based or you know violence-based it's going to bring a negative spin to everything he's done in those capacities when you're talking about the creed movies when you're talking about uh the harder they fall and obviously in the big world of nerd the fact what it's going to do with King the Conqueror and that Marvel had lynched or not lynched, uh, latched their whole future plans to King the Conqueror as a storyline. And as we saw him play out in Loki season one and season two, um, which that's, you know, just the, it's its own sad thing is even if we don't go forward with King season two, or not with King and the, whatever the King title was, the, dynasty of king or whatever we don't we have with that um loki season two was kind of a masterpiece and that's going to uh bring down a lot of the positive spin on that season because of that and i am not a perfect person um i do not have all of my crap together and uh no one else does but it, it's just really that that thing of like the story of Achan in the Bible of dude, one man's actions, regardless of what the intentions was, can bring down something bigger. Like Achan tried to steal something that was going to get destroyed anyway, and it brought down like all of Israel. And I just personally don't want my shortcomings to ever bring down others. And that's something that they're dealing with now. So Marvel is going to have to reroute what they're doing one way or the other. And, uh, it's going to have to figure out what they're going to do. So the next Avengers movies will not be, uh, the King dynasty in title and Kang might just be gone. I feel like honestly, uh, there was a line in Loki season two, they basically said they could have written off Kang from that point forward that the anomaly uh, or the outlier was dealt with, and they could just ignore Kang and move forward. But for Marvel to be in a place where so many people have been complaining about the direction of the Marvel post phase four, with so many people already upset, this just is kind of a... Uh, a hard fall to take um to see your leading man um go this route um it's, it's hard it's hard and i with that there has come the discussion and the the internet debate of who would uh replace king the conqueror were he to be re, uh recast and we hear names like John Boyega and uh, even Giancarlo Esposito. I've heard thrown around. And Marvel has shown that they don't care; they'll recast somebody. That's not a that's not a problem. But uh, yeah, it's just a just a hard situation to watch. And um, it's it's just a hard situation to watch. Um, from everything from the Johnny Je- Johnny Depp trial to stuff with Ezra Miller. Um, and I'm not really going to talk about it today, even though I was considering it, but even like, you know, when we're dealing with pastors and people that are public figures that, uh, you know, are going through stuff. Cause like it, because it's still in speculative stages and everything, I'm not mentioning it like in detail, but like accusations have come out against TD Jakes this weekend. And, um, man, it, it's rough when, your actions bring down others and uh just just be cautious folks make make good life choices and uh make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that aren't going to put you in hard situations um because it's rough it's rough watching that happen but i'm not going to camp out there forever um i i would you know do the pastoral thing of saying this uh if you're going to spend the time criticizing or condemning Jonathan Majors and his actions and everything else, take time to also pray for him, pray for his ex-girlfriend, pray for their families, pray for their future because like any of us have our crap together. And if our lives were put on trial, it would look just as ugly. Um, so yeah, Jonathan Majors and his story Which is sad because dude literally was on a meteoric rise of success. And it it hurts my heart uh, to see him in that capacity. Um, Talking on some other nerdy news. uh, Wonka premiered in theaters last week. And uh, currently, as of this morning. Was sitting at uh, 166 million worldwide gross um, in terms of its ticket sales, which is decent, uh, probably not as much as they hoped for. Um, Wonka was made with a $125 million budget. So they have surpassed their budget. Now, what we don't always factor into is uh budgets don't always include advertising and so even though the movie was made for 125 million dollars uh it may have spent a lot more in terms of advertising in terms of things like that so it 125 million may not fully cover uh where it's at and what it costs um but they are currently sitting at 166 million uh in terms of profit and i'm planning to contribute to those millions today because I'm going to watch Wonka in just a couple hours um, with the small humans um, because that's been my threat of I'm going to go watch Wonka without you so I'm going to go watch Wonka a little bit later but uh, that has been good in terms of biblical uh, movies and such Uh, The Shift which is the sci-fi retelling of the book of Job which features the dude who's the bad guy and everything whose name you don't remember, and also Sean Astin, wise Gamgee, and also the dude who's the voice of Max from a Goofy movie. Um, The Shift is sitting at an $11 million uh, box office sales uh, for its timeout. But it also was made on a $6.4 million budget. So in terms of success, on scale, The Shift is doing better than Wonka in terms of production versus profit. So grain of salt. Uh, I haven't personally seen it. Um, I know Radio Matt over at uh, LTN uh, got to see an early version of it, and he did a good review of it. So if you want to check that out, that is over there. Um, and you can check that as well. And I just want to also take point to mention that Godzilla minus one, uh, is sitting at seventy million dollars worldwide uh, on a less than fifteen million dollar budget. Good job. Now, also, that movie was heartbreaking. Um, I cried at a Godzilla movie, and I just genuinely enjoyed it. I thought minus one was a great cinematic experience, and is definitely going in my top ten movies. Of the year, yeah, not talking about that. Boop. Um, so yeah, let's talk about a little more uh nerdy content of things that are available and dropping today is December 22nd. Uh, some things to mention Aquaman drops today, um, technically last night because you know they always do the Thursday night thing, but Aquaman is out, um, and it is the final film of the DC extended universe, the DC extended universe that began 10 years ago. I find it funny that, uh, faith and fandom and the DCEU started in 2013. And that faith and fandom has lasted longer. Technically speaking, (laughs) Uh, once this year changes, then the DCEU heck, that might be the I might change that to the subtitle of book nine Faith and Fandom Nine. We lasted longer than the DCEU, maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, but this does mark the end of the era of. DC trying so hard to catch up to Marvel and the success that Marvel was having and stumbling along the way. So for people that are in the Marvel world and are disheartened at what Marvel has looked like at phase four and beyond, keep in mind, you could be a DC fan like me. I just down. Um, because it has not been an easy road to be a DC fan at any point. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> on that note, I am going to go watch Aquaman this afternoon. And after I do that, I'm coming back tonight to do a full ranking and review of the entire DCU, ranking all 18 entries in the DCEU. So, yeah, that's the thing. Also, in terms of nerd drops. Percy Jackson has dropped on uh, Disney Plus. And I don't have much to add to that because I don't know anything about Percy Jackson. Um, I know it was a series that people were interested in and that people enjoyed, uh, but it fell into that window of of times where I wasn't there yet and uh, just never caught back up. So uh, I've heard good things from Percy Jackson fans. So if you are a Percy Jackson fan, that is available. On Disney Plus, and speaking of things, also on Disney Plus, Marvel What If season two drops today. So, uh, uh, and it is my understanding, and I have to go back and look that they're dropping something every day until the new year. Um, but or whatever it looks like, Marvel season two of What If starts today, so you can check that out. Um, also, The Gilded Age (laughs) season two finished its season and had its season finale. Now, why do I care about a Regency era New York, uh, drama because it's a masterpiece and I love it. So I'm just going to say, if you enjoy things like Downton Abbey, this is from some of the creators of Downton Abbey. It's on HBO max. There are two full seasons out now. Um, features some phenomenal acting and a great cast um notably uh i'll say that nathan lane basically plays colonel sanders well i declare mrs Asta, that we must fight that opera war like um yeah dude uh christopher reynolds commented they didn't know he didn't know he was making a season two yes season two is being made and it stops it drops today um but Gilded Age season two, you get Nathan Lane doing some great Southern uh cordial Colonel Sanders stuff. Uh, a very Downton Abbey but New York American vibe. And um, I'll say this just on the spiritual end of things. The dude who played New Wanda, no, not New Wanda. Um, let me look up this dude's name so I can say it properly. Um, because I don't want to butcher it. Um, the guy who is the uh, main character in Dead Poet Society, I want to say Neil. Um, Robert Sean Leonard, <clears throat> Robert Sean Leonard, who played the main character, uh, in Dead Poet Society, who was also on the show House, plays Reverend Luke Forte on the Gilded Age season two. And I will, I will, um, yes. And Darvell says they are releasing an episode every day for the holiday season. So starting today, every day through the rest of the year, you can catch a new episode of what if, um, sorry, but, uh, Robert Sean Leonard plays Reverend Luke Forte on Gilded Age season two. And because I will beat this drum until the day I die, any time there is a good representation of a person of faith on mainstream media, I'ma celebrate it. I'ma pop out a confetti cannon. I'm like, yay, I don't have confetti, but here's a Reese's fast break. Um, Robert Sean Leonard plays Reverend Luke Forte, and not only is he a good man a good actor and a good uh character he is a sweet good representation of not only christianity but of clergy and like with like zero negatives like um he did have a his role was smaller like half the season but we got a good realistic representation of a minister on an hbo show with zero negative blowback chef's kiss i'm excited um i enjoyed him as a character i was very happy the minute i saw him on screen i'm a big fan of dead Society's society a movie that changed my life and so when i saw that he was joining the cast super pumped um but if you like downton abbey uh, or even if you just like period pieces, this is, you know, about New York life, uh, around the, when the statue of Liberty is being built, central park is just becoming a thing like that era. Really good. Um, but season two has just dropped. And so you can catch all two seasons all at once. Um, Darville, I, uh, if you go back and watch this video, Darville, just asked my thoughts on Jonathan majors. Um, that's literally what I started this video with. um, so, once it's done, uh you can go back and check that out. It just makes but overall, my thoughts are sad about Jonathan Majors. um hurts my heart for him for his future. but literally the whole first ten minutes of this thing were about Jonathan Majors, so you can go back and watch the beginning of the video when you get a chance, or uh it'll all be out on our podcast channel uh right after this as well. um but yeah. Uh, other things chosen season four uh dropped their trailer um and it made me sad. uh it's uh in the terms of storytelling, we're definitely gonna see John the Baptist get decapitated. um I saw palm branches, which means uh we're coming to uh the Holy Week. so I in, in my heart in my mind, I feel like the season's gonna end. At uh, at the begin like the season's gonna end at Holy Week, and then the whole final season, which I'm assuming will be season five or whatever, is going to be, crucifixion, resurrection. It's just my guess. Just my guess. Um, but uh, season four, just the trailer shows a lot of the division. Shows John the Baptist on his way out, um, and uh has a narration of Mary referencing Jesus as the man of sorrows acquainted with grief and you see Jesus heartbroken in the trailer. So if you are interested in the trailer for a uh, um, chosen season four, I definitely recommend watching it. They, according to the trailer uh, in February, it's going to be in theaters. Um, if you had told me a year ago that I would care about the chosen being in theaters, I don't know that I would have believed you, um, but I spent the past year watching all three seasons and i really enjoy the show um it connects my heart really well it helps me put my faith in a practical mindset uh and it helps me ground a lot of the stuff that i believe and understand so i uh i am looking forward to season 4 um i genuinely and i've said this if i did a if you aren't aware i did a podcast reviewing the episodes as i went through seasons 1 through 3 um the crucifixion of Jesus has always been like, you know, a hard thing to to digest just because it's painful and ugly. Um, and the descriptions are horrible in the Bible, like just of how ugly it is. Um, but it's always been the mental version of Jesus in my head. Um, like getting to see this man portray Jesus for seasons now, um, it's going to add an extra layer of of pain watching a crucifixion with somebody that i felt like i've actually connected with as a good representation of jesus whenever that gets there it's gonna break my heart but uh yeah chosen season four trailer uh is out now and yes saved him by the way this is uh if you're not familiar with the uh the image of this this is matt murdoch in an i'm not daredevil shirt um that he wore to a party in a comic book once and this came out as a christmas funko pop it's pretty cool um but jumping on to last bit of this part as a uh, also in nerd drop news today or yesterday technically uh zach snyder's rebel moon dropped zach snyder's rebel moon is uh netflix's big budget uh Offering to Zack Snyder to basically create his own Star Wars universe. There are already books and games and merch and toys planned for this. Uh, It's planned to be a long, ongoing thing. Uh, I have not watched that yet. That is also on my today uh, plan. I'll probably watch Rebel Moon and work on my uh, rankings of DC movies uh, as I'm watching it. Um, but Rebel Moon, Zack Snyder's big budget sci-fi Star Wars Grasp is uh, on Netflix today. And so you can check that out. And uh last little bit of news I have for this Friday morning. Phew. Um, just on some low-key nerd stuff. Um, I highly recommend. Let me see if this is over here. Doo-doo-doo. Yes, it is. Um, I highly recommend this recent um uh DC Christmas special. Um, a lot of the DC holiday specials aren't in terms of comics, aren't always the best. Like sometimes they're just kind of watered down. And I'll I'll admit this is what hold on. This is 80 pages for $10 um, and I'll say that the bulk of it was moderately pleasant too. Okay. But there is, and I posted a lot of um, pictures of it in my socials and stuff, but uh, there is a several page story of Superman intervening with a guy who is basically in a suicidal place at Christmas and, um, and i'll say that i'm not saying that dc is beating this horse too much but dc has a good habit of doing issues in segments of comics where heroes are reaching out to people who are just in a bad place or suicidal there's stuff with tim drake doing it there's stuff with superman doing it several times um and just with that uh this was a really encouraging piece for me to read. Um, I'm not saying that I felt like this whole book was worth my money, but just that one Superman segment. And who wrote that, by the way? You know what? I never even looked. Let's see who wrote this one. Give them some credits. Uh, this is uh, Streaks in the Sky by Michael Conrad um was that one i'll say that superman christmas special in there encouraging worth the read really enjoyed that um and the comic i've been using to hold my notes uh wonder woman number 4 uh features a wonder woman taking a kid out on a make a wish situation a dying child uh, being taken out by Wonder Woman for a day of adventure and encouragement as their dying wish while Wonder Woman is being hunted by the world. Um, it does get this kid. I could also see this being a divisive issue, but this is Tom King at some of his most Tom Kingness, writing uh, some Tom King stuff. Uh, it was really strong. And on just nerd uh, convention news, wanted to throw out that uh, Sean Astin has been announced as a headline guest for uh, Tidewater Comic Con in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And one that I'm excited about is that Emperor Palpatine has been announced for Galaxy Con Richmond, and they've got a whole slew of Star Wars guests for that. So um, that was just fun to see. You know, I know there are celebrity guests all over the place, but uh, those are two in shows that I have been or am connected to. Um, I doubt I'll be at Tidewater, but uh, I, that's still a good show, um, or a good region. And uh, but I will be at GalaxyCon Richmond, but I'm excited about Emperor Palpatine being there. So that's my Friday news. That's what's going on. Um, I hope to pl- spend the day, uh, watching Rebel Moon and Wonka and uh, Aquaman and then podcasting about DC, but uh, uh, just to also let you know in terms of not just news stuff. Um, Faith and Phantom Book Nine has been uh formatted a little bit. It has been it is in the processes of um being edited, and uh art is being made, and the goal is to have it done by have it done by mid January so that I can have it published for some cons in February. Um, and I also just want to take a moment to say thank you to our Patreon supporters, uh, for helping cover all these podcasting fees and cons and book production and everything else. Um, also before I mention our Patreon supporters, um, if you aren't familiar, I've been, uh, I wrote a comic book about two years ago, uh, about growing up in church culture. And, uh, you know, I mentioned it and I've mentioned a few times here and there, and it is, you know, the writing was the easy part, uh, but the art has been steady going. And, uh, Lyle Pollard, who's been doing the art tells me that he plans to give me the book by Christmas or the end of the year. Uh, so that, you know, in terms of art, so we can move forward with it. So, um, that comic book could actually be here pretty soon. Um, But to take a moment to say thank you to our Patreon supporters, Jamie Montgomery, Matthew Coleman. uh, Let's see. Do skip Clark. Do 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 skip Clark. No, hold on. There we go. There's the right list. Uh, Jamie Montgomery, Matthew Coleman, Jonathan Herman, Ron Petit, Tesh Norton, Scott Ward, Alicia Benson, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, John Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poirier, Jason Bullock, uh, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, and Adam Davis. Thank you all for being so dope and being uh, Patreon supporters and help making all of the book publication cons and everything else the faith in the Fan does possible. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed just hearing some nerdy news from me and uh, look forward to jumping back in uh, with some more podcasts and guests and devotionals and stuff in the new year. Um, God bless y'all. Merry Christmas. And I hope to see you at a con soon.